What's up, you Stone Zone boners? You can now support this show on Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash TV's Kevin Lanigan and you can sign up for a monthly donation to keep this show going. The Puffin Publishing Podcast, that's where I live. Doom to you, I had a cameo in that. Total Party Chaos, which I have nothing to do with. Head on over to patreon.com slash TV's Kevin Lanigan. Do it. ZA to Zombieland Z, this is Can We Get Emma Stone to Listen to This, the podcast that aims to answer exactly that. I'm your host, TV's Kevin Lanigan, and no, it's not a sex thing. It's a challenge thing. In the dark knight, did the Joker try to blow up those boats because he wanted to just run a train across two boats of able-bodied people? Nay, he did it. For the love of the game. Emma Stone update, of course, nothing. But Emma, the phone lines are now open. Going to keep the foreplay short this week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to cut down on the length of the podcast in general. I have often said that um, there is no podcast that could not be bettered by cutting out about 15% or so. And I think this one is no exception. On my gravestone, I would like it to say, Here lies Kevin Lanigan. Your podcast was too long. And I need to heed the words of my own gravestone, for they will grace the generations that pass by me as flower after flower is left on my grave after I have indeed made myself world famous for achieving this task. But I need to heed my own warning. I mean, I'm looking at my own gravestone right now. It sits there in the corner of the room, mocking me. Here lies Kevin Lanigan, November 24th, 1992, through December 8th, 2019. That's something we're going to have to contend with when we get there. If that gypsy woman was correct, and she seemed pretty sure of herself, I think that I might be in a pickle in about two years. I really want my gravestone to be as confusing as this one is, um, that it will say, here lies Kevin Lanigan, your podcast was too long? Where, like, because if, like, I put that in quotes, if I add quotes to the pre-made gravestone, that's going to give people the impression that, like, I said that, that that was, like, my catchphrase, but that's kind of a weird catchphrase like you know there are catchphrases that could be put on people's gravestones and it would and it would make no difference um you could put on superman's gravestone up up and away for indeed he was flying up to heaven howard stern's gravestone baba booey it's like went out with one last <laughs> see what you did there sterny went out on one last baba booey god bless you god respect you i hope heaven for you is just Remaking that one movie you did where on the poster it looks like a skyscraper is your dick. Well done. I think it was called Dick Scraper, which sounds like the worst profession in the world. Just a brief aside, just for a moment. I had my first New York City acting audition yesterday, and I I think it went fine. Um, I did okay. I didn't have a handle on the material. It was sides as opposed to a monologue, and we all know <laughs> But, well, listening audience, I met someone. Now, she and I have no date arranged. We did not exchange contact information, but she was the partner assigned to me to read sides with. She was nothing if not the most lovely and charming person I have met in my 
three, four months or whatever the fuck this comes out, time in New York City. Her name was Sarah, and I have no way of contacting her. So I'm going to do a missed connection real fast. Hey, Sarah. It's me, the guy you read sides with the other day. I'm very, very close to a microphone right now because I want you to understand how important this is to me. You charmed the pants off of me. Indeed, I'm glad we were making eye contact so that you couldn't see that my pants were indeed on the ground, not of my own volition, but because of your charm. Yes, you and I were assigned to read brother-sister parts in that play, but I think the sparks between us were in no way familial. Unless you're into that, unless that's like a thing that you, that's like an angle you want to put on it, like a weird spin. I mean, like it worked for the cast of the Brady Bunch. It worked for Full House. Bob Saget and John Stamos were always going at it. And I can't remember if those two characters were related on Full House. What I'm trying to say is, if you're an actor named Sarah, and you have curly hair, and you auditioned with a guy approximately a month ago who was pretty okay, write into us at canwegetthispod at gmail.com. Speaking of which, time for letters. This letter comes to us from Drew, last name withheld. Um, And it's not so much a letter as it is sort of an itemized list um, that I'm going to go ahead and read off. So, number one, a family gets a pet dog that decides it's a cat, kind of like people deciding they are a different gender. Okay, interesting. Number two, Hitler wins a Nobel Prize. Um, okay, left turn. So this is not a, this is not beats to a story. Um, number three, Stalin takes the prize. Okay, so maybe it is a story. <laughs> it is like a like a petty high school science fair rivalry between Hitler and Stalin. I feel like perhaps the Puffin Publishing Podcast has covered uh, my perspective on Hitler to its full extent, but perhaps I have more to say. Number four, my phone blanked out. Number four, Kim Jong the second comes along and nukes the whole Nobel Prize convention because he never got one and feels petty. Wow. Wow. This email was sent to me on July 17th. I am recording this on August 11th, like two days after Kim Jong-un and Trump started getting into like a nuclear pissing contest. Drew, you are prophetic. <clears throat> Number five, a lonely stapler. Okay, so we, we just kind of moved on to a whole new subject of thinking. Number six, John Cena in a library. Number seven, a clown, a squirrel, and a lawyer all walk into a bar. That kind of feels like a like a setup for a joke that doesn't really have a punchline. Uh, number eight, Trump's number eight, Trump bans them from the bar for they are all brown. Mm, okay, <laughs> now I get it. Number nine, Simon and Garfunkel at a screamo concert. Like, are they performing? Like the sound of silence, and the silence is the silence of their parents' approval, which is why they're screaming now. Number ten, I learned to spell. That's um, I from the perspective of Drew. Number 11, a saleswoman at Claire's and a saleswoman from Victoria's Secret trade places for a day. Wacky. That could star Drew Barrymore and another Drew Barrymore in a dual role. Number 12, Kim Jong the second in a therapy session and the therapist is Bill Clinton. <laughs> it's kind of like a Mad Libs 
mad TV sketch, like a mad, mad libs TV sketch. <laughs> oh shit, we got three minutes to air. We got Bobby Lee, who can do a mean Kim Jong, and we've got Frank Caliendo, who can bust out a bill, and we gotta go, man. We got mad TV to make. We got Andy Daly's to waste. Number 13, Hillary is actually having an affair with Trump. No, Drew, no. Number 14, the Walmart parking lot at 3 a.m. That's just a setting. Am I doing an improv sketch now? Number 15, Stephen Hawking tries to play Operation. Well, that's just mean. Uh, but that is the end of the letter. No sign-off. I would not know who this email was from if he wasn't clearly labeled in the Gmail. Um, but uh, Gmail is offering me several suggestions on um, how to respond to this. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, these are great. Delightful. Uh, if you would like to have your strange letter read on the podcast, you can write into canwegetthispod at gmail.com. This has been Letters. Ich bin ein Violiner. We must die with some dignity. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House! Ah! Hello, welcome to Stuff That Happened. I'm TV's Kevin Lanigan. This is a show where we look at real stories as they actually happened. This is part three of a series of stories we've done on the Battle of the Sexes. The Battle of the Sexes! This episode is called For What It's Worth. You can hear parts one and two of our story in episodes five and six of The Stone Zone. We are now going to leave the realm of history decades ago, and we are going to enter a more recent history. This one taking place on the way to the premiere of the movie, Battle of the Sexes. The Battle of the Sexes! To recap, there was a lot that happened there was so they were gonna fight but back then men and women could only be on tv together if they were in pornography so everybody had to like shave themselves and they spent so much time shaving themselves that like they were grossly out of shape for the tennis and also there was some religious guys there and they didn't like it for like a whole host of very confusing reasons and a godproof shield was constructed to to avert the sight of our lord god and anyway well the premiere as it was described in episode seven of the stone zone with like a a projected net and a recreation of the tennis match it almost didn't happen that's president of the world tennis association david r williams who also i guess produces movies because why the fuck not almost didn't happen because well steve steve almost didn't make it he's speaking of course of actor steve carell why where was steve why didn't he make it you know actors you tell them to show up at 9 30 they show up in october see when you're scheduling a film set you gotta account for what is called actor time so most of the time you schedule things about half an hour before you actually need them to happen so that 
half an hour after they're called when the actor actually shows up you're actually right on schedule but you didn't tell them that sort of like how you know you trick your family into showing up at a reunion on time uh for me actor time is approximately a calendar year i just can't trust on them to show up on time when i was producing the battle of the sexes i mean production lasted an entire calendar year production lasted the length of the gregorian calendar because i simply couldn't trust steve and emma and uh you know whoever else is in the movie to be there so the film crew would just sit around we get call every day 5 a.m before god cursed us with that horrible sun all the actors would show up all the crew would show up and just sort of sit around twiddling their thumbs hoping that maybe an actor would show up that day that sounds like a terrible way to make a movie yeah, it is. It's a living hell on everybody. But that's just it. It's a living. We all gotta do what we gotta do to get by. Most of the boys, they're not just film crewers. You know, they work part-time at an Applebee's. The same one. It's a very efficient, well-lit Applebee's. And they all crew there to help make ends meet. Because who can afford to only have one job in this economy? Not with Bush in the White House. And, uh, yeah, so they would just sit around all day playing with themselves, playing with each other. We had a lot of romances blossom on set because of the rigorous and yet incredibly lax production schedule that we had. It was sort of like summer camp for the film crew every day. That's indeed true. I took a a tour of the film set one day while we were working on this project, and, well, it reminded me a lot of summer camp. I mean, there were there were constant panty raids on set, though there were no women whose panties they could steal. And yet, romance bloomed nonetheless. Oh, everybody's tearing ice. All right, but why did Steve Carell almost ruin the movie premiere, and thus the schemes of TV's Kevin Lanigan? Well, he was running late. And you know, you can't start the premiere until everyone is there. That them's just the rules. It's every movie premiere has sort of a like a card and key system that requires everyone involved with production to either insert a card or turn a key at the exact right moment or the movie won't start playing. It's a privilege and a right to be there. And Steve almost ruined it for everybody. Well, I didn't mean to. That's actor Steve Carell, who I'll remind you, asked to have his voice obscured, even though we, we know it's him. Well, my my car broke down, and at the time of the premiere of Battle of the Sexes, which was like like a week ago, um, I, I didn't have the money to fix it. You you didn't have the money? You're you're a famous Hollywood actor. You've been in so many popular projects. You you were the star of the office, for God's sake. Yeah, well, I don't know how much you know about the office, but it's not fucking on television anymore. So what did you do? Well, my car ran out of gas, and I had no money with which to buy gas. So I sold everything I had on me, which was the car, and I could then afford to buy gas. But then I didn't have anywhere to put the gas, so I just had these big red containers of gas and no car to put it in. So it's sort of like a gift of the Magi kind of situation. Precisely exactly like O. Henry's classic Christmas tale, The Gift of the Magi. 
So what did you do? I ran. <laughs> oh, fuck me running. It's at this point that I suppose I should interject and tell you that if you have children with you while you're listening to this, there is some foul language. Oh, fuck me raw. Fuck me with a pile of whipped cream in my dumb, stupid running ass. And so Steve Carell ran to try to get to the movie premiere on time so that everyone could begin their synchronous log and entering of time keys and cards. Will he make it there on time? Find out after word from our sponsor. Hello, is me. No, not whatever that is. This episode of Stuff That Happened is brought to you by Catherine Mattresses. Catherine Mattresses are made from the finest mattresses found on the moon of Scorgulus Zeta. These are the finest, locally sourced and grown mattresses you will ever find. They sent me a free one at the beginning of this uh, sponsorship deal, and I have never slept more soundly. I tell my wife, right wife? Oh yes, I tell my wife and I all the time that I have never slept better than on my Catherine mattress. They've got 37 unique layers right underneath you in one compact mattress that help you have the easiest, smoothest, sexiest sleep you've ever had. Oh, it's quite a sexy sleep. You bet your ass it is. They put the ass in mattress. What are those hidden layers? Let me tell you. There's foam, memory foam, sleep number, sour cream, salsa, gluttony, <laughs> further sins, made of all the finest, latest, patented sleep tech technology to help you catch those Z's. Z like Zeta, where these mattresses come from. They're available in all shapes and sizes. You can get the traditional whatever number of layers mattress that I said before. You can get a water bed. You can get one that looks like the one that you've seen that's like a man's arm that can cradle you. Imagine 37 layers of man arm. 37 discreet cephalopodal man arms wrapping around you at all night. Mmm, wow. I've never slept more soundly. You can get body length mattresses which is usually the size of mattress comes in. You can get body length mattresses with any anime character on them. Wow, such good mattresses. Mine looks like Anna Ferris, cause sleeping without a Catherine mattress is like a scary movie. Can go to katherinemattress.com slash stuff that to get 37% off your first purchase, 1% for every layer. And it comes in a box the size of Wisconsin with only a mattress in it. Wow, can you believe it? Welcome back. When last we left, actor Steve Carell, he was running to try to make it to the movie premiere of Battle of the Sexes on time, which is when tragedy struck. Bang! Actor Steve Carell was shot and killed on the way to the movie. An assassin of unknown make and model, discreetly from one grassy knoll or another, assassinated Steve Carell so that the premiere might never see the light of day. I will never forgive Steve for not making it to that movie premiere. You're, you're mad at Steve Carell for dying? Yeah, it was him. I told him. I tell all my actors, you gotta be walking around in a bulletproof vest. There's a lot of crazies out there, and you don't know what they're liable to do. I mean, you've seen um, 
those movies where like people become obsessed with famous people you've seen the king of comedy and how robert de niro take and uh that lady take jerry lewis's character hostage i mean like what if like if you can't trust robert de niro who can you trust that's why I work a king of comedy clause into all of my movie contracts to ensure that all of my actors are walking around protected at all times. For you never know when a Rupert Pupkin might strike. So the premiere, Battle of the Sexes, went off with many hitches. So many hitches that it in fact never went off at all. Thus thwarting the plans of TV's Kevin Lanigan to take over the movie premiere and like... Chloroform Steve Carell can't do that if he's dead. Um, so if you're wondering how that plot line from a few episodes ago was going to wrap up, there you go. That's it. Unfortunately, we may never know who shot Steve Carell. It was me. It was me. Boo mystery. Boo. It's, oh, it's it. you, the representative of the Eastboro Slapdist Blurch that I don't think we ever gave a name to. My name is Pervert. Your name is Pervert? That's right. I'm trying to take that word back. I don't want the word pervert to be associated with bad people no more. I'm trying to take it back. White people, um, you shot Steve Carell? That's right. Uh, he was running. Boo running. Yay dying. I support dying. I'm in favor of that. Why, why would you do that? Well, if you remember, I was vehemently against the actual Battle of the Sexes. Ergo, I'm against the premiere of the movie Battle of the Sexes. Vis-a-vis, through the transitive property, I shot Steve Carell. I, this, this is a confession of murder on, on live radio TV. It was worth it. It was worth it to take out that 40-year-old virgin. 40-year-old virgin six feet under. Dan in real life. Dan in real death. Is that all you got? Or Dan in no life. I can't decide which one's better. Boo indecision. Boo the objective nature of comedy. I think you mean subjective. Boo your pedantiness. Boo antonyms. And I guess that's how our story closes. Well, I guess that's our show for this week. Yes, a uh, pervert from the Eastboro Slaptist Blurch is being taken into custody. Um, when last we checked on the subject of this week's story, they hadn't changed because this was made this week. The show was produced by R. Begunderson, who <laughs> said something very strange to me on the way into the studio today. Fuck me with a pile of whipped cream in my dumb, stupid, running ass. We'll be back next week with more stories of stuff that happened. Another episode come and gone. Yes, yes, I promise that was the last stuff that happened for quite some time. But I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope we can now move on from stuff that happened to stuff that will happen. For instance, Emma Stone listening to this podcast. (laughs) You knew I was going to say that, didn't you, you clever listener? Well, clever listeners like you can follow the show. At can we get this pod on Twitter and send in their letters to can we get this pod at gmail.com. Oh, you're just so clever. You're so clever that you could follow me on Twitter 
at TV's Kevin Lanigan. You could check out my web series, You're So Clever, doomed to you on YouTube.com. You're so smart. You could find my other podcast, the Puffin Publishing Podcast. And I'm willing to bet that you are smart enough to give this show the review it deserves on iTunes. It's so simple. It's so fast. It's so easy. You're already listening to it on the place where you need to leave the review. Just hop on over to the reviews page on the store. Throw that review up there. Five stars. If you don't know what to say, let me say it for you. Go over to the iTunes store and write this review. Wow, good show. Can't believe how good is. Didn't think would like show. Mm, I like show. One final thing. You can now support me and the Stone Zone and all my litany of projects, including but not limited to Total Party Chaos Wednesdays on the Kelly Herald YouTube channel. You can go on over to patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can help make this show better. You can help me devote more time to the show. You can help me better pay my rent. And you can get great donor rewards like the one you're about to hear. I'm a little behind on donor rewards, and I apologize about that. But here comes the money. Oh, God, this week's Patreon shout-out goes out to Alexia Vegas. Alexia, I'm Chris Nick Polini, and I believe in you. And I know that you can achieve whatever you want. Oh, jeez. I'm just so proud of you. And that's, yeah, you can have that happen to you. Wow, are, are you lucky? So, listeners, we will be back next Tuesday with a regularly scheduled Stone Zone. But until then, I shall leave you as I always leave you. Stone Zone. It was like Batman. See? It was like the Batman song from the Bat show. This has been a Talkback Podcast. So, the Flaming Mask. Uh, some sort of theatre-goer. A um, pyromaniac actor. No, I wasn't even going for actor, I was going to go for like a technician. Oh. What stage St- director? Sta- stagehand. A disgraced oh. stagehand with a fondness for fire. The Dapper Scout. <laughs> okay, they're a failed hero. They're, they're the walking joke of a hero that all the other heroes on our show mock. No, no, no. The Dapper Scout uh, has got badges in literally every kind of superheroing <laughs> ability. 
Next superhero. Rapid Snipe. It's got to be a gunslinger, hasn't it? Yeah, obviously. Well, a snipe's a bird. Uh, un- unless it's like a stand-up comedian who rapid- rapidly snipes using insults. He's an assassin. He's a villain Great assassin. Stuff. He performs at big galas and the way he kills is at the end of a joke, he fires finger guns and actually those finger guns kill people. Pew, pew, pew. Scarlet Sentinel. Ooh. A a female bouncer Ooh. to um, a hero uh, club that nice. only heroes are allowed into and she's the only hero on duty. How about Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson and Josh Randall? Ooh. Hmm. Mm. How about they are hosts of a podcast where they take random prompts and make real heroes from them and they record that every week available on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts? That sounds good. Yeah. I think the way they do this is that they're bitten. Oh, by what? I think they're bitten by a radioactive podcast. Oh. (gasps) Get it on iTunes. And SoundCloud. At BBR underscore podcast. On Twitter. What's up, you stone zone boners? You can now support this show on Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash TV's Kevin Lanigan and you can sign up for a monthly donation to keep this show going. The Puffin Publishing Podcast, that's where I live. Doom to you, I had a cameo in that. Total Party Chaos, which I have nothing to do with. Head on over to patreon.com slash TV's Kevin Lanigan. Do it. <laughs>